everyone in that room is looking at you and my confidence was rock bottom I was a stone down but I was nowhere near where I wanted to be and I just suddenly thought I can't fake it losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with me, your host, Carl. I hope everyone's doing well today. I've got an amazing guest who I started speaking to back in January, I think, and finally we managed to get our calendars to align so that we could speak. She's from Bedfordshire, and if you want to see what she looks like, you just have to go into your local shops and pick up a copy of Slimming World magazine because she's the current cover girl of Slimming World magazine. Sasha, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm brilliant. Thank you. How are you? Doing very well. And I'm really happy that we finally managed to have this conversation because we've been going back and forth with messages, but you you have a busier life than me. And uh... <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, yeah, both been super busy. Um and you know what? A lot, a lot of exciting things have happened since we first started speaking. So it was going to be worth the wait. So it seems that every time that I've reached out to you, you've had a, a new exciting update or something amazing that's going on at that moment. And we'll go through some of those things during the episode. And I'd love to hear more about your journey and where you've come from and how you've managed to achieve that success. Why don't you tell for anyone who's not picked up and read the latest Slimming World magazine, tell us a little bit about yourself, Sasha, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, yeah, bro. So, um, yeah, I'm Sasha, uh, 30 years old. I live in Leighton Buzzard in Bedfordshire with my fiance Kevin and our two daughters. I've got Evie, who's 13, and Poppy, who's two. My main job is um, my business development manager for a telecoms company. So, I do all like business to business, broadband and telephone systems, all exciting things. So, yeah, I've I've struggled with my weight probably since I was like eight or nine. That's probably when I started to to gain weight. And I, I guess, struggled with my weight until I was early teens. In upper school, I did slim down, not by healthy means, I will say, but I did lose weight and I was happy. I then had my eldest daughter, Evie, when I was 16. And I think I made the fatal error that a lot of us do make of, well, I'm going to get fat anyway, so I might as well eat whatever I want. And I did. Um, and I gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant with Evie. And to be honest with you, since then, I've never really managed to, to lose it up until now. So at whole adult life, at least, I've uh, yeah, struggled with weight, working in offices, um, out on the road a lot, seeing customers. So, you know, grabbing meal deals and stuff was always, you know, a fall down of my not being prepared, just being busy. You know, kids, life, everything just gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind of what brought me to to start my journey this time round. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I, I can completely relate to a lot of what you've just said in terms of work and you know family life taking over. It's very difficult to prioritize yourself and with so much happening and obviously you had your first daughter very young as well. So if you'd been struggling with your weight yeah. when you had your daughter young, it, it must have been a lot going on at such a young age for you. 
And obviously with all of that and perhaps being overweight as well, it can be a struggle. It can be difficult. And I'd like to go back to that. You said you, you began having weight problems when you were maybe eight or nine. Is that right? Mm. And yeah, yeah. If, if you don't mind me asking, was it just a case of as you become getting towards adolescence or bad eating habits? What do you think was behind that? Definitely bad eating habits. I mean, you know, kids are kids, aren't we? You know, we don't know what's good for us. We want all the bits that we like. We don't, you know, make good choices. We go for what tastes good. And I think my older sister, she just had one of those physiques where she could just eat whatever she wanted and she didn't gain any weight. And she was like that through, you know, childhood and teenage years. Whereas I would be eating the same things as her, but I did gain weight. And I just realized that I am one of those people that I I can't get away with it. You know, I've got slim friends that will eat chocolate and crisps and all these other things and and not put it on. And I'm just not one of those people. It's not my makeup. I have to try a bit harder and, you know, make those better choices. You need to have the lifestyle that I want. And it's a decision I make. But, you know, I guess I made a lot of excuses growing up that that was just who I was. And now, you know, I'm doing those habits and looking into the psychology of it, I think, you know, actually, it it was just life choices and it was just really poor eating habits for a long, long time. And I think as well, you, you touched on a couple of things that are very important. I think it's, a, I mean, I say a generational thing. You are almost 10 years younger than me. I, I will just make that clear. I don't want to say that we're, we're both <laughs> the same age. I think that's only fair to you, but I make that clear. Um, but it, I definitely think it's a generational thing that our parents had much less knowledge about nutrition. Is it something in terms of, being overweight during school was it something that made you unhappy was it something that made you self-conscious yeah yeah absolutely I mean I I was you know very lucky I wasn't bullied I had a great bunch of friends but I was always the big one you know always the funny one and yeah I, I, I mean I look back at pictures and things now you know I'm always the one kind of at the back and it wasn't like I say until I got to upper school where I was like I don't want to be the big one anymore. All my friends are pretty and they're slim. And, you know, you get interested in boys and things. And, you know, it, it yeah, it, it really did start to affect me in upper school. So I actually stopped eating. I didn't have, I'm not going to say I had an eating disorder or anything like that, but I made the decision not to eat. And, you know, I, I remember I fainted. At the, I felt really sick at school and I had to go to the toilets and I fainted at the top of the stairs. And luckily I was at the top of the stairs and not going down the stairs. I didn't, like I say, form healthy habits from a young age, I decided I didn't want to be fat anymore. And I stopped eating completely. And I did that for, for weeks, months, just would hide the fact that I wasn't eating. So I'd eaten at a friend's house and I hadn't. And, you know, the weight did come off. Once I got down to the weight that I was happy with, I did, you know, eat, but it was it was very small amounts. Now that you've successfully and healthily gone through a weight loss journey and are maintaining that healthy weight that you feel happy with, realizing that there is another way to do it realizing that you can be healthy give your body all the nutrients that are needed but still reach that weight it's probably something as a teenager going through that you you didn't realize was a possibility and like you say you did it the only way you knew how so did you then decide to lose some weight at some stage before this journey the, the successful journey tell, tell me a bit more about in between there please oh yeah I mean I've I've you name it I've probably tried it I've done loads of different diets over the years you know I did uh, one of my most successful was meal replacements a diet called acti diet I don't know if it's still around anymore 
And I did that for quite some months and it was basically four sachets. They'd be like shakes or these tiny little meals. And, you know, it was literally just meal replacements. That was the only thing I ate. And yeah, it, it worked really well. I lost several stone. I mean, back then I didn't have as much to lose as I did as when I started this this time around. But, you know, it worked very well. I lost loads of weight. But the problem with, with diets like that is it's not teaching you anything. It's like the stopping eating altogether. You're you're not learning anything. So as soon as I as soon as I was like, right, well, I've hit this target or I'm, I'm happy at this weight now, I'm going to start eating again. You slip back into those old habits and you undo it all. So I wasn't learning anything. I was just being told what to eat and following a plan. And then I've done like I did again, like slim fast. So replacing one or two meals of shakes. I went to the gym for a while because I thought, you know, if I just carried on eating this, but I burnt enough calories that I would be able to lose weight that way. And obviously understanding what I know now is that was never going to happen. I was never, ever going to burn enough calories to sustain the way that I was eating. I even tried Weight Watchers online for a little bit calorie counting I did but both of those weight watches online and calorie counting I found that it was there was just so much to go into it so much tracking weighing measuring and I wasn't following it completely I wasn't in the right headspace to do that so I didn't get on with it very well it wasn't it it was just too restrictive for me you know you've eaten all your calories because you had what you wanted and then all of a sudden you're like oh I've got no calories left to play with. Yeah, it's only 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had that chocolate cake that I wanted for my breakfast and now I've got no calories left. I mean, I wasn't doing that as an adult. That was, you know, childhood. I just found them really restrictive. And I think that's the problem with diets is with diets, it's temporary, isn't it? It's you think, well, I'll diet until I get to my happy weight and then I'll get to my happy weight and then I'll just go back to it. But you're not learning anything. It's not teaching you anything. And that's where I think I really fell down. I just yo-yoed for years and years and years. And then actually, I did do Slimming World about six years ago. I did it for six months. I lost three and a half stone. I did really, really well. And then life happened. And I met my partner, Kevin, who I'm with now, who I'm getting married to. I moved house. I changed jobs. My consultant left Slimming World and I didn't gel with her replacement. And then rather than carrying on, finding a new consultant, switching to another group, I just thought, oh, well, I'm happy with how I am now. I'm just going to go with it. And, you know, you get happy, you get content. You're in a new relationship. You're going out for dinners. All of a sudden, you just very slowly slipping back into those bad habits I didn't go completely back I still retained some of the good you know the healthy swaps and things that I I took from Slim World the first time round but I wasn't following any kind of plan I was just kind of going with it the fact that while you were losing weight like you said but without getting any kind of education or understanding what was happening you were following a process and the process fantastic it worked but at some point it was always going to have to stop you couldn't just eat meal replacement shakes for the rest of your life what I'm hearing from everything you've said though Sasha is there's always been that desire to lose weight and to be at a certain weight and you tried as many different ways as you could find some with more success Mm -hmm. than others but never really found a sustainable way to lose weight healthily but not just lose it but but keep Mm -hmm. it off and live your life in parallel in a happy way so I think this is something that happens to so many people and it's such a common thing that the fad diets, the things that get quick results but are not lasting, they're great to motivate us in the short term. But then for me, like the the come down from those diets, the 
the impact it has when you do stop and then you start gaining weight and quite often even more weight than you needed to lose in the first place because you you just go from one extreme to the other it's it's quite damaging and so it's it's really good to know that you have you know we're having this conversation and knowing that you've found a good way of doing that in mm-hmm. swimming world and I, i'd really love to hear more about your your journey in swimming world was there a specific moment when you said right okay I'm going to go back to Slimming World or I'm going to try something or I just need to do something. Yeah, I, I did rejoin just before um, before lockdown happened because I was just like, enough. Like, just, you know it works. Just get back down there and, and what are you waiting for? Then lockdown happened and it all went to Zoom and I just... I just couldn't do any more Zoom. It was what meetings was Zoom. There was we went obsessed with with quiz Zoom nights and everything was on Zoom and I couldn't. I honestly couldn't. I was like, I'm zoomed out. So I was. I just basically said no. I'm not doing it virtually. I won't hold myself accountable enough. And again, I was making excuses. I probably could have followed the plan, weighed myself from home and had a great time on these Zoom calls, but I didn't even give it a go. I just used it to give me another excuse not to do it. And then, so I was working from home. I wasn't active back then. So I didn't go outside for my exercise. I barely left the house. I was a stone's throw from the kitchen and I really struggled with my weight in in lockdown because I, I gained so much. Because like I said, I wasn't physically active. I was hardly leaving the house because there was no excuse to. My other half is is fantastic and he does all the food shopping. So I wasn't even going to the shops. And yeah, everything was on Zoom. I didn't, you know, you don't get dressed. So you don't realise how tight your clothes are getting. As lockdown was, I guess, kind of easing, Kevin and I decided that we wanted to have a baby. So we fell pregnant with Poppy. And then shortly after that, he proposed. He'd actually already planned to propose, but we became pregnant much faster than we'd expected to, which was, you know, a welcome surprise. But, you know, we wanted it the other way around, but life happened. So we got engaged towards the end of lockdown. I think restrictions were kind of lifting. Like we could, I remember we went out for dinner for our anniversary and we were sat outside. So I think it was before restaurants had properly opened and things like that. So yeah, it was August 2020. September 2020 this was so we were still in lockdown you know venues weren't properly operating things like that and I just kind of used it again as an excuse not to plan the wedding and things like that because we were in lockdown but really I just couldn't even think about planning the wedding because I was pregnant so I knew I wasn't going to lose any weight and I didn't want to be planning a wedding and going dress shopping and things at the size that I was I couldn't even bear the thought of that my dream wedding like when I get married I want to be I want to just look incredible feel incredible I don't want to have insecurities I don't want to look back at my wedding photos and think why didn't you just lose some weight (laughs) so we put off planning the wedding and it wasn't until we'd been engaged for about a year and Poppy was a few months old that we finally said right let's start looking at wedding venues let's start planning this we've been engaged for a year and we've done nothing apart from put a ring on the finger we found a venue that we loved and we booked it for two years time. So yeah, I took myself back down to the Slimming World because I was getting married in two years. I gave myself a year before I started going dress shopping. And I was just desperate to feel amazing going into those dress shops, not worry about whether the dresses were going to fit me, whether the dresses were going to look good, not be restricted to styles. I just thought this is my one day. I want. I only want to wear a wedding dress once in my life. And I don't want to feel like well, I can't wear a fitted dress because that will just show off all the bits that I hate and I can't wear strapless because I don't like my arms. And all these things were going through my head. I gave myself that, like, you've got a year, shift as much as you can because 
you want to feel good in those dress shops and you want to feel good on your wedding day. So that's, I guess, kind of the catalyst for it was booking the wedding and the fact that, you know, I'd had Poppy, she was a few months old. And also another massive thing was I was going to have to go back to work at some point. And, you know, none of my clothes fit me. I work in sales. You know, you've got to be a confident person. And although I have always been naturally confident, do you know what? The bigger I got, the more I had to fake that side of my personality. And when the magazine article came out, some of my closest friends said to me, Sasha, I never knew. I never knew that you, you've you always been so confident. I never knew you had insecurities. And I've always just been really good at hiding it. And the bigger I got, the more I had to fake that side of me. And it was horrible having to go into meetings and come across super friendly and confident when really inside you just don't want to be there. And you just think, oh, what do they think when they look at me? There was all these different, there was no particular one moment. It was just all of these things adding up and just kind of putting that pressure on myself, but saying, just do it. The sooner you start, the sooner you're going to finish. Just start. But it can be difficult, can't it? Saying about confidence mm. at work and the fact of having to go back to work after such a long period of, of gaining weight, that fear of knowing in yourself that you've changed physically in that time, it it brings anxiety. It brings that feeling. And to be honest, it happened to so many people that there was almost an acceptance. Okay, lockdowns happened. Some people, very few people, you know, lost weight and become obsessed with being healthy but for the majority of people it was a time where you were less active you're eating more in the house it was it was a time where a lot of people gained weight but then still knowing that you have to go back to that and if you are in front of people if you are in a position where you do have to be confident and sure of yourself and I can completely relate to that it being fake or it being Mm. real because my weight has always gone up and down and I'm a very confident person as well in front of others I can hide my insecurities just like you've described. So it was really strange listening to you explain it actually, Sasha, because I was sitting there thinking to myself of various occasions where I've had to go into a meeting or do something where I wasn't feeling great about myself, but let it, it didn't bother me or it didn't come across in the yeah. meeting. But then in comparison to how much better I felt going into a meeting when I am looking better and I feel better in myself, the difference is incredible because I come out of that feeling really good about myself whereas before it would have been kind of like okay I've done the job I still feel a bit rubbish about myself you know it's draining as well because it's on your mind so much and it's something that loops around in your head when you want to achieve something and like you said yourself you kind of make excuses not to but that desire to do it is Mm. still there and for you having a wedding which is coming up towards the end of this year I believe is that right Yeah, I'm sure you're very excited about that. And you said you you want to feel amazing on that day and and look amazing. And I personally believe we can look amazing at any size, but it's that feeling of looking amazing that you can't fake and you you can't make up. And that ultimately will come down to that day when you put that dress on, how you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror. And that is something that you can't fake it. It's going to be something that only that's for you. You know, it's very personal. That's for you to enjoy. And you've taken these steps so that you can ensure that when you get to it, it's going to yeah. happen. And I think you'll be thanking yourself from two years ago and the previous time when you decided to make this decision to actually do that. And so you went back to Slimming World. You'd said you'd had some success previously. Did you say you lost three stone three or something? Three and a half stones the first time around, yeah which is amazing in itself, you know, and it's, it's something that I think 
when you do gain weight and you lose weight, you kind of take it for granted that, oh yeah, you know, three and a half stone. You said it with such ease, but that's a lot of weight yeah. to lose. Yeah, and I, I lost you know? it in a short, kind of... short amount of time as well. So I, I knew I could do it. It was just a case of, again, yeah, you, I think your motivation gets less the better you feel sometimes. And I was a bit like, you know, I felt good. I was I was wearing nice clothes and I, I, I bagged Kev. And then, yeah, I just kind of fell off and didn't carry on. And I knew I wasn't where I wanted to end up, but I just kind of put it on the back burner. It happens to so many of us. So did you go back to the same group that you had been with before? Did you go to a new, a new group? group? So the first time round, the consultant left, which is actually one of the reasons I use as an excuse not to 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 keep going so I found myself a new consultant who was brilliant and like I say I'd kind of dipped in and out of her group before lockdown when I was telling myself I wanted to do it but I wasn't really trying when I, I was on maternity leave and literally three minute walk from my house the same consultant Hannah was doing a group on a Friday morning so I went along and jumped on the scales and I was half a stone heavier than I was the first time I did Slimming World which I think happens to a lot of us but I just knew I just had in my head that this is this is the time I'm not going to stop this time because if I do stop I'm just letting myself down and I've got you know I've got all these things I'm working towards dress shopping going back to work just and you know what being like fit and healthy for the girls as well like Evie would never think like this ever but I just felt like I was a bit of an embarrassment to her. I didn't want her friends to go, oh, you know, and, and make jokes about me and things like that. There was all these things that weighing on my mind and all these factors. And I just wanted to just to change that. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I walked into that Slimming World group, I had no idea what I wanted my target weight to be. I think the difficulty is when you've never been slim in your whole adult life, you don't know what, where you're going to be happy. So I was slim before I had Evie, but who weighs themselves when they're 14, 15, as long as you look and feel good and you're wearing the clothes you want to wear, you don't pay any any notice to what the scales say. I don't think my mum, I don't know if my parents even had any scales in the house. So no idea what I weighed back then, no idea what I wanted to weigh. So that's why this time round I did it in interim. So, I mean, Hannah was brilliant and, and she, it was her idea to say, well, look, if you really have no clue, why don't we start your first interim target as your club 10? You That's a stone and a half go for that and then see how you feel so that was the best advice and what's a club 10 so Sasha? club 10 is when you lose 10 percent of your body weight and it comes okay. with a load of health benefits you know lowering your, your risk of type 2 diabetes lowers your blood pressure um good for your joints and things like that but yes yeah, so that's losing 10 percent of your body weight so that was my first target that's what i went for i lost a stone within three months which was brilliant i was doing really really well and then i started doing it again i started making excuses oh, you know, I can't make it to group this week because I've got this on or I'm doing that, I'm seeing the girls or, oh, there's not much point going this week because oh, I'm going to gain because, you know, Halloween's next week and there's going to be sweets in the house and, oh, yeah, but we're going to that wedding. And I was just, all of these excuses and I look at my, my book where we write in my weigh-in results and there was just so many weeks I'd missed and I just remember going, there's no point going now because Christmas is coming. I'll just do it after Christmas. Oh, wait, and now my birthday's coming. So we'll do it after my birthday because my birthday's two weeks after Christmas. And I just kept putting it off. And I, and so what happened was in, in February, my previous manager came around for dinner. She sat down with me and told me that she was, she was leaving where we worked and that she was starting up on her own. 
and there was that you know there was a chance that I might be able to go and work with her I mean for me it was a no-brainer people leave bad managers and they also follow good managers so I you know there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to do it but she was starting up her own business which meant no existing customers you're literally completely new business it was going to be a case of really putting myself out there knocking on doors we go to, to trading estates with business cards and literally just knock on the door and talk to people just turning up and I knew I was going to have to go to networking events and quite often at networking events you stand up and you do your seven seconds or your 30 seconds or however, however many seconds it is but everyone in that room is looking at you and my confidence was rock bottom I was a stone down but I was nowhere near where I wanted to be and I just suddenly thought I can't fake it in this role when I've, I've got nothing to fall back on you know I haven't got my super friendly customers that know me and like me and would maybe judge me less than complete strangers you were outside your comfort zone yeah massively and, and what do you think was happening during those months after you went back and you you know you, you achieved a, a weight loss of mm-hmm. a stone but then the excuses started creeping in and, you know, you were missing weeks. What, looking back at that, obviously you were making excuses not to go and reasons why you shouldn't. But why do you think you were doing it? Why do you think that you were finding those excuses not to go? Because you were having success. I wish I could tell you. I just, I don't know. I just, I th- there's just excuses. They just come. So I think when you've you've done it your whole life, it's just so easy to go, oh, well, if, if it takes a little bit longer, it takes a little bit longer. And, oh, you know, if I miss a few weeks, it won't matter. And, I mean, thankfully, I didn't completely undo that work. When when I went back and actually, after having that conversation and knowing that my return to work was imminent, I did really get my head on the game and I was still a stone down. So I had maintained that stone loss from October round to February. But I just thought, you're wasting time now. I, I don't know why I put it off. It was just... The easy option, I guess. Something interesting, and and I think you're absolutely right, the easier option, but something that a really good coach and friend of mine offered to me as a suggestion was this this fear of not just failing, but fear of success as well. But the two of them, and, and sometimes you don't need to know which one it is, but just that fear where your brain tries to protect you from yourself, from potential you know he always uses the the, the example of a saber-toothed tiger because it's a really primal primitive part of our brain that still exists and and it's this trigger to protect ourselves from certain death now obviously in this day and age we don't have those situations where a saber-toothed tiger can come and eat us (laughs) but our brain still functions at least i hope not but our brain still functions in that way in that if there's a perceived danger it will do everything it can to protect you from that. So if you have a doubt about the direction you're going in and okay, I've lost a stone, but what happens next is a fear. Your body and your brain will do everything it can to stop you and keep you in the safe zone. And I think this is something that from where you're describing it, it sounds similar to that. And it's something that I've done as well. And I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? I guess when you've when you failed so many times or you've perceived yourself to fail that many times I guess you just kind of well the failure is inevitable then um so yeah yeah it probably was fear fear that I wasn't going to be a stick at it fear that I wasn't gonna you know lose any more weight fear that it might come back again if you did it yeah exactly the fear of constant yo-yoing I guess it comes with an element of embarrassment as well as if your family and your friends know you're doing this and then 
oh yeah, of course she's she's lost weight. Oh no, she's not doing that anymore. And oh yeah, she's she's back on it now. And no, no, she's not doing it anymore. So I guess there's that as well. I just had to get over it because I knew I was going back to work and I knew I was going as well. I, I got to February and thought in four months, four or five months time, Sasha, you've got these wedding dress appointments. I've gone to wedding fairs at the start of the year and booked these wedding dress appointments thinking and I think as well that was another thing that I was like right I've booked these appointments now so I have to get my head in the game because otherwise I'm gonna be miserable I I won't feel happy in the dresses and it's gonna be detrimental to you know my whole wedding planning experience everybody dreams about going into the wedding boutiques and trying on all the pretty dresses and you know all of these things and yeah I just needed to give myself a big kick basically and say get your butt yeah you did. yeah I did I did I got really I, I really did get my head back in the game from February and then I got back on on the weight loss journey so by the time that I did come to trying on those dresses in August I was four and a half stone down so I really gave myself a strong kick thank you that was a, a worthy kick yeah. though I'd say so from February to August you lost and you, you know you got down to a total weight loss of four mm. and a half stone which is absolutely incredible and then had you hit your target by that stage were you was that where you wanted to be no so again I still didn't know so I I hit my first interim target which was my losing 10% of my weight my club 10 that was a one and a half stone and I lost that by Easter and then I I can't remember when I hit this but what I did then was I said I still have no idea what I want to do so I said look I'm gonna drop it by another one and a half stone I've done it before I know I can do it again so I dropped my interim target to three stone last and then I hit that then I did again four and a half stone loss and I think in my head I kind of thought well this is probably going to be my final target but the closer I got and the closer I got I thought no 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 I'm, I'm not I'm not finished I'm not I'm not ready to stop. I know I've got some more I can do. So I got to my four and a half stone target. My consultant was made up. She's like, you've got to your target. And I said, no, 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 interim target. I'm dropping it again. And she said, oh, you sure? You sure? Um, And I said, yeah, I'm doing it again. I I knew I'd done it three times and I knew I could do it again. And I knew I had it in me. It wasn't a case that I was going to try and drop it down to an unhealthy weight. But I knew I could do it. So I got to my four and a half stone. I got my wedding dress and I dropped my target by another one and a half stone. And that, so that was, that was my new target, the six stone loss. And in my head, I thought, that's that's my final target. So my lovely Hannah that I lost six stone with, she um, told us at the start of December, or yeah, towards the start of December, that she was leaving Slimming World and she was going to do something else after like seven years as a consultant. And I was so close to target. And I, I mean, that last half a stone, I think it took me uh, two months to lose that last half a stone she was going and I would be damned if she wasn't giving me my target certificate before she left so I think maybe three weeks after she told us I think maybe her week or week before her last week I hit it I got my target and she gave me my certificate and she cried and it was really emotional but it it was amazing so you lost six stone yeah I lost six stone by Christmas (sighs) over Christmas Christmas happened and I did have a bit of a gain over Christmas like I think majority of us do and I did just kind of dip over my target range and then I had a big loss the next week and brought me back down and this is when I think sorry to cut in but I think this is when we first started speaking because I remember one of our first conversations being about gaining weight over Christmas and you said you managed to get it all off again very quickly yeah I think I had I had that big gain and I think it was like maybe like 
four pounds or something, four and a half pounds over Christmas. Um, because I, again, I, I don't know why we do it, but I ate whatever I wanted because it's Christmas, because it's an excuse. And, do you know, I just remember on Christmas Day evening feeling so sick and so bloated because I'd overeaten. I, my body wasn't used to it and didn't need it. I didn't enjoy it. And I just remember feeling so lethargic and just... Oh, all turkeyed out and then for days you end up eating leftover Christmas food and I remember maybe three days after Christmas we had our first non-Christmas related meal and just being like oh my god I'm so I can't do any more Christmas I can't look at another piece of turkey or another piece of ham I just need a curry or something that's nothing to do with Christmas <laughs> so you, that's what that's what you that's what you do with a turkey you make a curry out of it do you know what it might have been turkey curry but it didn't feel like turkey so yeah no no i, I get you it, it, felt, it didn't feel yeah. like christmas you weren't wearing a paper hat right. and you weren't pulling great no, well i get that and the thing is well I'll, I'll be completely honest because i live in spain now christmas for me is still such a, a special event that i'm quite happy getting turkeyed out for as long as i can um but at the same time i've learned to realize that enjoying that you don't have to do it in excess or in such huge quantities you can still enjoy all the same foods but you just like you say you don't have to stuff mm. yourself to the point where you feel uncomfortable but then on the other side of it for so many people myself included and as you've just perfectly said it's christmas or it's this event or it's that event i can excuse myself and behave in a certain way because that's what everybody does but then when i think you realize you don't have to do that it's so powerful because you you can enjoy it even more because you have control and you enjoy it. And, and that combined, I think, is really special. Yeah. Sasha, since we spoke in January, some of the things that you've done while we've been in contact leading up to our chat today, you have been on the front cover of Slim and Well magazine, which I can imagine was an amazing experience. You've run a half marathon. Congratulations, by the way, because that in itself is no mean feat. You've been on a poster promoting the magazine that has come out for May and June. And not only that, something very, very exciting that's just happened recently. In fact, you tell us, you tell us, what what is the most exciting thing recently that you've done? Well, the most exciting thing that I've done recently is I've just completed my first three days of Slim World Consultant training. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, so um, it's something I've been thinking about for, for quite some time. I went up to a consultant event on, on Zoom, you know how much I love Zoom, last year. And it's something that I've, I've, I've wanted to do and I, I knew I'd, I'd love, but at the time I was looking at it, I hadn't even gone back from maternity leave to this, this, this new job. And I just said, I can't start two new jobs until I know what my main new job's going to look like, because I didn't know how much work it was going to be. And the more and more, the, the longer time went on. And when Hannah said that she was leaving and, you know, there was the opportunity, there was, there was two groups locally that, that they were looking for permanent consultants. I just thought, again, you know, you want to do this while you're waiting. There's never going to be a good time. You'll just have to get through it. So yeah, I went for it. I went and had my interview a couple of months ago, which was amazing. And yeah, thankfully I passed that. And then I, yeah, went to the Shiny Castle uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were speaking. The Shiny Castle being the, the Slimming World headquarters yes. for anyone. Because obviously really there's a number down. of people who listen who don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really oh a Shiny God, Castle? It's the most amazing place you've ever seen in your life. I want to live there. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and like, 
uh, sorry, just before you t- you carry on, tell me about the shiny castle because, like I said, there are a lot of people who listen to the podcast who don't follow Slimming World, and I think people who listen to it regularly know by now that there are a lot more Slimming World success stories on here just because of the fact that in the audience in the UK, Slimming World is so popular, and for you to have become a consultant, I, I think it's amazing, and I just want to say that, Sasha, because you're somebody who understands the struggles of trying to lose weight and on top of that you've successfully done it and achieved that weight loss and just by talking to you I I just get this feeling you know you care about people you want to help people and and, you know offer them that chance of success that you've experienced yourself so the fact that you took that step to become a consultant I I think is amazing so really congratulations on that now tell me about the the shiny castle as well (laughs) honestly the shiny castle is incredible it's just it's the best way to describe it. You walk in and you're just like, wow, everything's just amazing. The to- have you heard about the toilets? Carl, have you heard about the toilets? I have oh not. Oh goodness, somebody has been keeping you in the dark. I don't know if it's just, if I'm supposed to say this, if it's maybe like a really well-kept secret, but the toilets are incredible. I mean, I've, I've got some photos. I'll have to put them on my Instagram. But you know, the, the, the girls' toilets are just incredible. They're just, everything's sparkly and glittery and there's just motivational quotes everywhere and it's just so aesthetic. Um, the, it, there's just selfie opportunities everywhere. They've got a cutout of the magazine you can stand in front of and it's a striker pose and it looks it looks like you're on the front cover of the magazine which is amazing but yeah it is it is lovely and like even like the restaurant all the different options they've cooked for the day how what the sin values are as well so it's all food optimized the desserts are just incredible again all food optimized like two and a half or three and a half sins very low sin desserts and everything we ate was just incredible we were just saying that you know they need there needs to be a slim world restaurant that's just completely food optimized the sins are all listed on the menu because the food's incredible you know and it, and it, they are all slim world recipes they're all things that you can cook from home but it was just so amazing going somewhere for lunch and just not having to worry about making savvy swaps or asking for can you change you know these chips for new potatoes or can I have a jack of potato with no butter none of that came into play because it was all food optimized you knew you were completely covered and set up for a you know a good day it was amazing and none of that guilt either that guilt of uh, I'm just going to eat something you know I know I shouldn't or I know that goes against my my goals and objectives in terms of a healthy eating plan so it it sounds fantastic and I, I need to find an excuse now to to make my way to the shiny castle um if anyone from slimming world's listening and wants to invite me there for a corporate day i'd be more than happy to <laughs> um i think i do my fair share of bigging up slimming world on this podcast so maybe it's time and so sasha what, what's next for you because you're obviously getting married in september and mm-hmm. i don't think there's absolutely any fear or worry that after the wedding things will go backwards because it just sounds like you're on a, a path now that's that's a lifestyle that you've created for yourself it isn't just a diet to get you through the wedding which you know let's be honest a lot of people diet for an occasion for a holiday for a birthday for a party for a wedding but it sounds as though you know you've achieved it with so much time to spare and you've taken it to the next level by becoming a consultant it just sounds like this is only gonna continue in a in a positive way for you yeah and and you know this was also intentional because everyone kept saying to me oh Sash you've got 18 months you've got ages to lose it and I kept saying to them, but I don't want to be losing weight up until my wedding day. There is enough stress and pressure on somebody that's planning a wedding without loading on a weight loss journey. So my plan was always to lose 
to get to my target weight as soon as I could to then learn to maintain it because this is a whole nother journey because I think what people think when they get to target you know it's you know it's, it's going to be massively different and you can go you know you can go back and you can't because you get to target and do you know what not really much changes you get a few extra healthy extras and some sins on a couple of days but this is this is it and that's why I kind of made peace with that this time my mindset was completely different I really took the pressure off and said you're gonna get there just keep plodding on just keep chipping away at it I, I look back at my weigh-in book and I didn't consistently lose every single week. My journey wasn't, you know, a straight line. You know, I did take the wavy route, but again, that was kind of intentional because I think it's really easy to say, no, I'll, I'm, I can't come out because I'm on a diet or, oh, I'll do that or I'll go there when I hit target. But the problem is you save all these things for target. You don't stay at target very long. So I knew that if I was going to carry on this way and if I was going to, lived my life like this then I had to live my life and I've never turned down a night out I've never said I can't go out for dinner sometimes I food optimize the best I can and sometimes I say I'm gonna eat what I want I'm gonna I'm not gonna make the best choices or I am gonna go over my sins because I'm drinking tonight but I'm okay with that and I might not lose weight this week but I'm okay with that because I know when Monday comes I will start food optimizing and I've really had to make a conscious effort to do the whole to get out of the saying that I'm on plan and off plan and I'm always food optimizing, just sometimes I'm food optimizing less um, and that's a decision. And but that's I think life. it's all about priorities. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. If, if you take away the fact that you're doing Slimming World for a second and let's imagine for a moment that you're, you're not following Slimming World, everything you've just described there for me is a, a healthy and normal way to live your life. You know, you enjoy your stuff. You, 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 have go out for dinner you don't restrict yourself you don't make yourself feel like you're in this cage that you can't break out of or you know you're you're living a normal life with balance and being conscious that you're giving your body a balance of healthy foods and I think that's something whether it's slimming world weight watchers or none of them that's what I think our bodies need as people as humans to have that balance and it's so important and it sounds as though you, you've got it down to a T. Yeah I mean I wouldn't necessarily down to a T. I still have my moments you know I still you know I'm still learning what my triggers are. I realised that custard creams are a trigger for me. I don't usually have them in the house but I did you know a few weeks ago and that was uh, interesting but it's one of those things that I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still not totally in control. I, I do have a lifetime of bad habits to break and you know that even though I've been doing this for coming up two years it's, it's two years out of well most of my nearly 30 there's a lot of bad habits to break and it's it's not something that's going to happen overnight I don't re- I don't feel like I've cracked it but I do feel like 99% of the time I'm in control I make the decisions on, on what I'm doing and the majority of the time I make the decision to food optimize because that's what I want to do but I do that on the basis that every now and then I can you know loosen the corset a little bit and I can you know, let my hair down. And I don't want to feel deprived. Because the thing is, as soon as you start depriving yourself, you then it's really easy to go the other way and start binging because you've you've really restricted yourself and you feel like you're missing out. I, I listen to, you know, your podcast, I listen to the similar podcast, and you get so much valuable information from listening to, to the people that have done it when they say things like, 
this isn't a punishment it's a choice and that really resonates with me because again yeah it, I'm choosing to live my life like this I'm choosing to have a healthier lifestyle so I think it's one of those things it's really cliche like I've always said slim world's not a diet it's a lifestyle change but it really only resonated with me probably for the last year where actually it, something a light bulb went off in my head and it clicked yeah this is a lifestyle change it is sustainable this is my life now I'm not gonna get to target and then fall back off because I understand now and um you know I've always said oh there's no shame in a game but again light bulb moment the last I'd say probably six months to a year that I really actually truly believed that because yeah I didn't lose the weight every single week I think when I went through my weigh-in history one in four or five weigh-ins I didn't lose so I ever maintained or I gained but I still got to target um and you know I I did hit my six stone target just before Christmas but I then dropped it again in January <laughs> um only I only tweaked it to a round number um I didn't like the three and a half so I I, I dropped it to around 10 stone um in January after advice from another fantastic consultant who's now my team team developer Mark um so yeah he encouraged me and said look if you know you want to drop it drop it now while you're in the losing mentality don't because I said oh I might maintain it for a few weeks and see how I feel and he said look if you know you're going to drop it drop it now so I did I dropped it at the start of January and I uh I dro- I hit that target at the end of January so yeah my it was I, I lost six stone six in 18 months in total amazing Sasha um, amazing and you. quite honestly and believe me I'm not going to take anything away from the fact that you dropped it again to get that round six stone sticks but the thing what I can't stress enough is that you've reached a weight that you're happy with and I imagine you know you're beaming I can tell from where you're talking about this that you're happy with what you've achieved and the way you look now I imagine so that, that's what it is it's that feeling because I, if I ask you to fast forward to September, how you're going to feel when you wear that dress like this, how are you going to feel? Oh, incredible. Like a princess. Do you know, I never even dreamed I'd be able to feel like this, but I guess in my wildest dreams. But yeah, I, I, if you'd have told me that I'd lose this much weight, I'd get to this size, I'd weigh this, this weight, I never would have believed you. And I think if I'd have put all of that pressure on myself at the start, I probably would have fell off again. And um, I wanted to ask you that. I forgot earlier, but how important has it been to you having small targets? Because I, I know that a lot of people, when they begin their weight loss journey, they have an end goal. Whether it's Slimming World, you choose your target weight. But what you've described to me has been small goal, ticked it off the list, hit another small goal, small goal. How important has that been for you in, in, in terms of your success, do you think? I think it's been invaluable because... I think if if I'd have been say I'd have been I don't know you know slim in my late teens and at a comfortable weight and a weight that I knew would make me happy then I think I absolutely would have said I've been that weight before as an adult and I can do it again but because I honestly had no idea where I wanted to end I knew where I got down to in in you know other weight loss journeys following other plans and other diets but I knew that that I probably, well, I definitely wanted to, to go further than that, but how much further, I didn't know. So for me, having the manageable, the smaller targets, yeah, it, I think it, it massively contributed to my success because 
I genuinely had no idea, but there's no way when I first stepped on those scales weighing over 16 stone, I would have said, right, I'm going to get down to 10 stone because I genuinely, hand on heart, didn't believe it was possible. I genuinely believed that I'd never get into anything smaller than a size 12. Like that was as much as my body would shrink and I'd never, you know, I'd never wear a 10. An eight, don't be ridiculous. Wouldn't get my leg in an eight. But, and I genuinely believed those things. So, you know, having those small manageable targets and just gradually seeing it come off and, and just keep that belief in myself that I could do it I mean the amazing thing about Slimming World is you have those shiny stickers we celebrate every half stone loss um so you you know I was still getting awards in between you know in between getting these interim targets but I think for me just not having the pressure of that huge end goal that I didn't believe in my head that I would have been able to achieve exactly a hundred percent and that's something I I encourage everybody to do is to have smaller goals and targets no matter how much or how little weight you have I would still break it down even if you wanted to lose one stone I would still break it down into four pounds slots because in our head regardless of how big or small the target is I think when it is broken down it feels more manageable. It feels easier to achieve that. And I think that it's super important to do. And really, I mean, Sasha, you've given so much great advice on this episode, but I want to ask if there's anything else or what you would share with people who are looking to lose weight or on a journey. It's so easy to say, you know, I'll do it when, oh, I'll do it after my holiday. I'll do it after Christmas. I'll do it after my birthday. I'll just get this out of the way. But there's never going to be a better time to to start your weight loss journey and to prioritize your health and happiness than now the, the sooner you start the sooner you will reach those goals and just don't put it off because you'll never regret making the decision to start but you know you will you, you possibly could regret the decision to put it off and that's something that I've definitely found and I've had to come to terms with amazing thank you and so if anyone's in or around the Leighton Buzzard area. You've just got started. I think it's amazing what you've done. So when and where is your group if somebody's in the area and would like to come and see you? Yeah, if they want to come along, my group is at Greenleaves Lower School in Leighton Buzzard, 7pm on a Monday night if they want to come along and, and meet me. Amazing. And for anyone who is either too far away to come and see you on a Monday evening, but would like to follow your journey, how can they find you on Instagram? At slimmingworld.sasha. But funny spelling of Sasha <laughs> you know Sasha every time I go to write your name I have to check it twice to make sure I've written it around the right way because it is a different way of spelling it so it's slimmerworld.sasha slimmerworld.sasha I'll just put a link in the, the the episode so people can find you there and obviously when the episode goes live people will be able to find you and and for my stories and my posts so make sure that awesome. you follow Sasha if you're in Leighton Buzzard and looking for a consultant to get a journey and maybe start a weight loss journey <laughs> you know where to go now. Sasha, been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story and becoming a weight loss warrior. Thank you so much for having me. It's been brilliant. Take care of yourself. We'll be in touch. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward.
you can achieve your goals.